So today we are going to be changing up a bit and we're going to talk to the lady behind the scenes. My name is JB and I manage J Ray Commercial Cleaning, which is one of Jennifer's businesses. So as I had told her before, the people want to know who is this lady behind this podcast. So I want to introduce to you Jennifer Sharber. She is the owner of Keeping It. She also is the owner of J Ray, which is commercial cleaning. And then we have the podcast. Just start off telling me a little bit about yourself and where did you begin this journey? Okay, so this is really weird given I'm the one being interviewed. So uh, I'm going to have to, you have to bear with me. I, as far as where it began, I am an Air Force brat. My dad was in the military and I have two brothers. They are, um, one is six years older than me and one is 16 months younger than me. We had an interesting upbringing, I think, just because we were living on a military base and we moved around quite a bit. We ended up landing here in Bowling Green when my dad retired from the Air Force. I was 15 years old when I ended up here, which was not a good time for a teenage girl. And, um, it, it was interesting. So anyway, fast forward a little bit. So I moved here at 15, um, at 18 years old, I got married and three months later ended up pregnant with my oldest son, Noah. So I was a very, very young married woman with a family. So that kind of caused some delays and some other things that I've now looking back, wish I would have gotten done like college and things like that. But I um, accomplished that later in life. But as far as where I started with my businesses, first thing was, I didn't know I started a business when I started it. I started um, cleaning on the side when um, we desperately needed more money for my family. It's now been 17 years ago that I started that cleaning company. And I did it out of a need of, it was kind of in a, I was, I don't want to say desperate, but pretty dang desperate. I was at the point where we needed more money for our our household and my ex-husband, husband husband at the time, was not willing to get a second job. So I decided to take the bull by the horns and start cleaning. So um, that's kind of where it all started. And so at that time, what, what age were you then? So I know you were married at 18 Probably a rocky start. You're young. You've got a baby. Broke. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Let me see. So I'm 41. Um, so that would have made me 24 years old. So you guys had a good six year, I'm sure, rough patch starting out. Very rough. And yes. that kind of just pushed you into, we have to make this work somehow. Yes. And cleaning and was your way out. Cleaning was my way out. If you would have told me that I would have been cleaning or had a cleaning company, I'd have laughed at you. Not that I wasn't a cleaner, you know, but right. it, it it's not, I don't think anybody grows up dreaming to have a cleaning company. <laughs> so it was Scrubbing yeah. toilets are probably not yeah, no, your ideal dream no, job. It wasn't, but I needed it and it provided a lot for my family and a lot for me over the years. So when do you think this side gig became more of a business structure for you? Probably when I started hiring people to do the cleaning for me. Um, for the first probably 
five, six, maybe seven years, I did all of the cleaning myself. So that looked like apartments, you know, like I would kick off my heels for my daytime job. I would take care of the family. Then I would go clean apartments. Um, it started that way. But then once I, I had realized that some of my clients needing, needed things done during the day, I started bringing people in to, um, help me with that. And, um, I did have, I did have some help. We started out cleaning college apartments, me and my dad, he's, he's a trooper. He's always around. Um, but me and my dad had gone and started cleaning college apartments. And then I think I might've had a friend or two help at that point, but I didn't really realize that it was something until someone was doing the cleaning and I wasn't there. So I was making money and I didn't have to touch it. I had to organize it, but I didn't have to physically touch anything. So you mentioned that you didn't start off with school. So you're now working full time. You have a family. You're cleaning at night. Where where did we bring school into this? <laughs> well, um, I don't know. No, it. Um, I started. I went through an associate's program. Probably might have been early in my cleaning, and I think I was working. Maybe at that point, working part time. No, I know I was going to school during the day, working part time at night, and then um, would go clean after that. So there was a lot of handing your kid off in the parking lot, you know, that kind of stuff went down. There was a lot of nights I wasn't home and certainly wasn't there to tuck him in or do anything like that. Yes. It's, it's not unusual that there are lots of sacrifices made for someone, especially in a small business. You, you literally build that on your own. It's, Mm. it's not like you have someone else coming in and supporting you and investing in your business. It's you, it's your blood, sweat and tears that you have poured into this. And so what are some of the lessons that you're taught, whether it be good or bad, that could apply to your life today? Um, some things that I definitely learned, especially when it started becoming a legit business, was even though you have employees or people doing the work for you, you can't just stop there. You have to be present and willing to follow up with the work that was done. So I have only been fired from one cleaning job and the cleaning job that I was fired from was an account I had for years. One of the ones I had starting out and I had sent someone else in to clean it while I was at work and I did not go and do a walkthrough afterwards. And the property manager was ill because I told her, yeah, it was cleaned and it was, it was not cleaned or it was poorly cleaned. So I think that lesson taught, number one, I lost the account, which was terrible. It cost me money. Um, but ultimately it taught me that I have to follow up and I have to check in and it's not about, yeah, it's done. That's just a part of it. The rest of the story in management and or ownership is making sure the quality is good. Because cleaners are a dime a dozen. You know, there's cleaners everywhere. You can get, I mean, Peggy Sue to come clean anything, you know. Right. So the follow-up and the customer service piece is something that I've, that that incident taught me a whole lot about business. Any business that you're working on, you have to follow up and make sure the client's happy. Absolutely. And it's not necessarily micromanaging, but sometimes it can feel that way. 
mm-hmm. but, to the cleaner or to the person. Right. But when it's, when it's your own, you're going to put more effort and energy into it. And you don't always get that from everybody. Yeah. And I'll tell you too, when I first started out, I mean, I think I was charging like $60 to clean a one bedroom apartment. And if you've ever walked through an apartment after someone's moved out, it can look like a complete, you know, immaculate palace, or it can look like, you know, they rubbed crap all over everything in the bathroom. Like you just never know the condition of them. But I remember telling myself I committed to that $60. I needed that $60 and I committed to have it cleaning, have it cleaned. And that really, there were times I'd spend 12 hours in a $60 job. Wow. But I needed the money. So to me, it was going to be done. It's going to be done well because I needed that money. I had time. I didn't have the money and I needed the money. And so, so we do what we have to do. We do what we have to do. And so over the years, I know you said 17 years, that's a long time. So over the years, you've, you've started cleaning on your own and then you eventually start pulling employees onto the team and things begin to grow. And then you get to a space where you're able to have management so that you can become the owner of the company. How does that feel? So that feels incredible, that that part of it. But I want to back up just a hair. So I have been fully self-employed for five and a half years. My side hustle, the cleaning company, grew to a point that it was, number one, requiring more of my time. And number two, making more money than my full-time job. And I had a good job. The job was my retirement job. And I made the decision. My husband was super supportive, which is my current husband, my, I guess, new husband, not my (laughs) ex-husband, was super supportive. And he's like, let's do it, you know. And I think I really felt the heavy part of ownership at that point because it, it, I felt like my sole income was coming from the cleaning company. So now, you know, you fast forward and I've had um, um, hands-on management for probably now about two and a half years, going on three years where the day-to-day stuff is taken care of and I'm literally acting as an owner. Not that I have, haven't had to step in at some time to help pitch in or whatever, but um, it feels great. It feels awesome. So we've talked about J Ray and that is your, that's your baby. That's where you started. That's where you began, but that's literally just a piece of the puzzle. Okay. So we've kind of got towards the whole current situation of J Ray, but let's go back a, a few years back when you were working a couple of different jobs while J Ray was happening. What were those jobs at that time? Um, are you talking about when I was still working? You were keeping some books and doing some other things. Okay. There was a point that I had J Ray. I had the cleaning going on. I was doing some and I had some help. And then I also had a full-time job. And then there was one point where I had J Ray up and running the full-time job. I was in school full-time and then also keeping books on the side. Um, I still have that client. He's awesome. <laughs> and so this this bookkeeping gig that you were doing, what was your reason for that? Why, what was that money paying for? That money um, paid for, you know, it's funny because I, I've, I don't think I really thought about that, at least initially. But in the long run, 
the money from the bookkeeping helped me when I was a single mom going through divorce. Um, I've obviously J Ray money helped with that too. And I, I got divorced while I was still working my retirement job, but I started doing books because I, I am like my career up until me leaving my retirement job was office management and bookkeeping. I'm self-taught. Um, I did go through a um, two-year, I have an accounting associate's degree. Um, but since then, I've moved on to focus on business stuff. So I've ha- I have the accounting associates, bachelor's in business, and then I have an MBA too. Um, but those, like bookkeeping is where I've been the most comfortable bookkeeping is where I, it makes sense to me. It's one of the things that I was really good at it. And I think I initially wanted to do some form of accounting or become a CPA, but I didn't want to be a paper pusher. Right. And here we are pushing paper, (laughs) pushing papers, pushing checks, pushing pushing checks. Yeah. Like all the good stuff. And, And it's funny because, you know, I've only been on the scene for a little less than a year now. And if I hadn't known any better, I would have thought that your keeping it bookkeeping b- business had been in existence at least as long as the cleaning business. Right. I mean, it, it just seems as if it's been established for longer than it has. Right. The wonderful thing um, that I was able to do was to establish. So once once J Ray was established and J Ray was doing really good and J Ray was, was paying its own way. And then it was actually making good money. I wanted to start another business. And for some reason, a bookkeeping service kind of came to mind because that's what I was trained in. That's what I have always done. And the wonderful thing, and this is one thing I'm super proud of is J Ray funded the startup of keeping it. So the thing that had provided so many, um, you know, so much, so much money to me over the years, whether it was to pay for tree trimming that we couldn't afford, um, vacations, school clothes, all these extra things that we just didn't have in our budget and just couldn't make, you know, make happen. Um, that money also, you know, many years later, but it also was able to allow me to pursue dreams. And owning a bookkeeping company was one of those dreams. And it really, I'm super proud that I was able to cash roll it. And I was able to cash roll it because of all my effort, energy, and time, and management, and all of those things for, from J. Ray. And, you know, you say you were able to start up a brand new business and cash roll it. It sounds like something simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... It's it's a huge accomplishment. I don't. There's there are many businesses that you would never think that they are in debt from the start, and they work and they work and they work just to try to break even. Right. So you were able to come in already at even with only up only up from here. You know. Yeah. It was it was really it was really a blessing to have the funds and the ability to, because look, you know, bookkeepers, I mean, I know we're not driving company vehicles, but we have equipment. We have to have a, a, an office space. We have to have 
electricity for that office space. We have to have, you know, all the, a desk, like we all have a copy machine, a scanner, a printer, you know, subscriptions to everything. Like it, it was, you know, could have been something that I could have gotten a loan for, but I cash rolled it. And I'm like, that makes me incredibly happy and proud to have done that. And so with the, with the keeping it business, you now, it's not just you, you started no. No. by yourself. So, and, and I think, um, it's interesting. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about your moves, your, okay. your office space and, and how each move was a new accomplishment. Um, yeah. So when I started keeping it, I was in a one-seater office in the basement with no windows of this office building that we actually now clean. It was, it might have been a 10 by 10. I don't even know. It was tiny. (laughs) So when I had the idea for keeping it, I was talking to this lady that was a treasurer for a local nonprofit organization that I was on the finance committee and then eventually on the board for. And she was their bookkeeper. Um, I had re- I had talked to her, really liked her. We had performed some financial audits. And I had usually been on the other side of the audit where I was having to provide documentation and paperwork and all this stuff for the auditors. Well, at that point, I was one of the auditors. And I was super impressed with her. She provided things and had great notes and great details and had everything we needed and, you know, all those things. So it kind of put a little thought in my head, like, hmm, I wonder if this girl might want to do something a little more than this. So, um, I talked to, it's kind of a long story. I'll try not to make it long, but I talked to a local supplier in town of cleaning supplies. And I, um, she asked me if I would come help them get cloud-based move from a desktop version, um, to a cloud-based version of QuickBooks. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll start doing that. So I actually worked with them for six or seven months and then realized they weren't moving anything. They just basically had me in there working as one of their employees, doing their accounts receivable and stuff like that. So I've quickly learned that that wasn't a good fit for me. Right. But I also had this girl kind of on on my mind about moving her, like her and I both having keeping it or her her and I both working and keeping it. So I also had J Ray like wide open. Right. So, um, I ended up being contacted by someone that put that recommended me for bookkeeping for, um, this prominent restaurant in town. And, um, after talking to him, I realized he wanted me on site. So Keeping it really started with me being on site at this restaurant three days a week, making enough money to pay for the girl I hired to do my bookkeeping. Does that make sense? So you're doing bookkeeping uh, as a side job to pay a bookkeeper for your other business. Yes. (laughs) I know it's crazy. I literally took that job so I could employ her. So it wasn't that you weren't capable of doing it. Obviously, you were more than capable of doing and keeping the books yourself. Yes. And small businesses, if done right, you have to sacrifice on the front end. The heavy lifting is in the beginning. And whether that's a new account, a new business, a new whatever, the time and energy and effort 
blood, sweat, and tears is it's on the front end. And, or at least that's what I believe. And so, yes, I literally, um, was at that location with that company, with that restaurant three days a week while the, while the girl I'd hired that I was hoping would help me build the business was at my office doing the bookkeeping for J Ray. And then also for the client that I had from all those years back, the, the extra set of books I was doing for all those years. So that's how that started. And then eventually I was able to, um, talk to the owner or my contact at that restaurant about moving the books over into our office which since then we had moved into a downtown office on the third floor um, overlooking the square, which I was super proud of. It had a fireplace in the <laughs> office. It was beautiful, but it was a like basically one big room with these big windows overlooking the square, but we were still in one room. Didn't have our own bathroom, didn't have anything like that, but man, we were stoked <laughs> to be there. It was coming out of the the dungeon of that other place, you know, it was a huge step up and I was super proud. So just to fast forward from there, we ended up moving into a space on the bottom floor right next door to that location. And then, which was a beautiful spot. Um, but as of this last June, we moved, I purchased a house and had it rezoned for commercial. And we are now working out of a house that we've repurposed into an office, which is beautiful by the way. It, it is absolutely beautiful. We love it. And and so with each move, what was that? How was that? How that feel as far as your sense of accomplishment with with each move? It was a step up every time. It was a step up and a step out every time. And I remember it's funny. I I've taken selfies in every office that I've been in on my last day, moving out, packing up, whatever. And it, it's. It's kind of, I, I take those times to reflect and I, I know it seems like a lot of moves in a few, just a few years, but every time I've done that, it's been a step out and a step up. And I take a time when I'm moving out of somewhere to reflect on all the accomplishments, all the tears, all the things that happened while I was there. And I remember thinking going from my dungeon office into this other, I mean, I felt big time. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm leaving the dungeon, have these big ass windows at this beautiful <laughs> spot downtown on the square. And it really, it was a huge boost for me emotionally. And I started to feel like I was accomplishing something at that point. My rent like tripled, <laughs> but I was bringing in the money to pay. I could afford it. And, um, it was, it was amazing. So I'm, I'm super proud of all the moves that we've made. It costs us something every time. Moving's not cheap. Right. Deposits on utilities are not cheap. <laughs> um, you know, rent's not cheap. Mortgages aren't cheap, you know, all those things. But yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to go back to commercial cleaning. So I feel like a lot of people, when they think of cleaning, they probably think of the woman cleaning but how often do they think of the owner being a female and how has that been for you? Ooh, opening a can of worms here, girl. Um, it's, it's been tough at times. Yeah. So things happen still. 
recently we went and I went and looked at a job and, and, um, because my manager, the previous manager before you, um, was busy doing something else and had gone to look at a job and the, the potential client, you know, she was like, Oh, so will you be, we, will you have help cleaning? You know, will will you be the one? Basically she's wanted to know if I had somebody that was going to help me clean. And I had to, you know, it's like, Oh, actually, you know, I have employees and employees will be doing the cleaning. We have a team, you know, and, and all this stuff. So I still kind of get the, I'm 41 years old. First of all, I'm not a young chicken. Right. And I don't know if, you know, I kind of was taken back by that. Cause I'm like, but why would you think I'm doing the cleaning? I have done much of the cleaning and I love cleaners. I know how hard it is. I know all of that thing, but why would she assume that I was the one doing the cleaning? So that, that kind of rubbed me wrong. But then after coming back to my office and kind of ranting about it for a minute, I was corrected. And it's like, well, maybe, you know, her, when you told her you were the owner, she took a step back and looked at you. She was like, wow, okay, girl, you go, you know? So I I chose, or I choose to believe that was the case. (laughs) Um, but I've had situations where I've had employees to make a mistake on a job and, um, scratch floors, something like that. And I, when going to look at the floor with the owner of the property being treated like I owed them something in this particular case, two or three different times, this is a prominent real estate person in our town. He kind of crossed lines with me. So I, I, there, as a woman, you know, we deal with all, all kinds of things. I've not really had anybody mad at me for being a woman, but I've had people think that they were going to get their way with me because I was a woman. Absolutely. And I, there's been two or three times I've been cornered by men that I was cleaning for or that my team was cleaning for. And they acted like I owed them something because of a mistake that one of my employees had made. But the great thing too is I have this great thing, this beautiful creature in my back pocket named Terrell Sharber <laughs> and he's my husband and I whip him out anytime I need him. So if he shows up, the story's different. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've had to pull that secret weapon out a couple times. Well, at least you have that for backup. I do have it. Yes. Although you don't really need it often. Like you said, no, it's few and no. far between, but very, you know, very few and if, far between. If need be. And every time I've just, I've had to, kind of be like, hey, babe, will you go with me to this thing? He just had to be there. Nothing was said. Just, He's just standing there with his arms crossed. Just the presence. Just the presence of, of someone else being there made all the difference. I want to ask also, this wasn't necessarily a chosen career path. This was more along the lines of it just developed into that. Mm-hmm. And so now you're here. And you have a couple of businesses, and we have this podcast that we are recording. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit and have you explain a little bit of why you've started this podcast and what you wish to achieve. So believe it or not, this is probably going to be where I'm a little (laughs) long-winded. Not that I haven't been already. I've had some success in some of the things that I've done. Um, I've made great contacts. I, you know, have, have lots of things, but I do know, um, when I started out cleaning and having this thing to become something, to become a business or whatever, I didn't have any support. 
I had no mentors, no friends that were doing anything remotely like I was trying to do. Most of my friends didn't even want to think about working a second job. You, you know, they didn't even want to work the first job. And here I was, you know, leaving my family and friends to go clean. I just didn't really have a lot of support. You know, I had a couple people that, you know, go get them, girl, kind of things. But this podcast, so I guess my heart, first of all, is for women and women in business or women that want to be in business or women that have a side hustle that they're passionate about and they're trying to earn extra money for their family or they're recently divorced and, and need the side hustle to help supplement their regular income, all those things. And that's where my heart's at. I've never fit in these little boxes that women are put in. In my history, I'm not even going to go way down that road, but I've never fit in the boxes. And part of it's because I believe that women are incredible creatures and that we do so much. We get very little thanks. We hustle. We pick up the slack. We take care of the children for the most part. We, you know, we, ha we have all this responsibility and then we... We still want more and we want more for ourselves. So since I have become self-employed, if you know anything about being an entrepreneur, you know it can be a lonely road. And in my journey, I have found that, number one, between not having much support and then going out on my own and removing myself from other situations that um, could potentially have you know, places to network and things like that. I don't go to church. I wasn't at a regular job anymore. So those places is where you meet people. Right. You know, it's where you meet friends. It's where you, whatever. I started building relationships with other women around my age that were doing some of the, not the same type of business, but that were in business in some way for themselves. So that was, I guess, five and a half years ago, I had started a meetup group for entrepreneurs. It was a complete flop. It was terrible. But I met some really cool people. Okay. So I have, I have built, you know, continued to nurture those relationships. I have some great friends that have come out of it. But this podcast really, it feeds my soul to hear about other women's journeys. My journey is all kinds of jankity. <laughs> it, there's just so, you know, we all have so many layers, but my journey's not perfect. It will never be perfect because I'm involved. But hearing from these women that I consider successful and hearing about their stuff, you know, hearing about their hardships along the way, divorces, um, you know, just, just the bad and the good for sure. You know, um, my passion is just to hear their stories and hope that in sharing them, someone else can learn something from them. Some of these young women that might be wanting to start their own business or their own side hustle. This podcast I'm hoping is going to reach the right people and that they're going to, um, what they need to hear to offer some encouragement. And so the other side of that too, though, is I want them to know it's not all rainbows and ponies. Absolutely not. It is not for the faint of heart. It's not for someone that's not willing to pitch in and, you know, use some elbow grease on whatever they're doing. Um, it's entrepreneurship and owning a business is, you know, there's payroll taxes. You have to pay. You have to fire people. 
you, there's so much of it that I feel like so many people, you know, you see these business owners on social media that have these gorgeous homes and gorgeous cars and gorgeous men and, and beautiful bodies and like all these things. And like, that's, that's awesome, but they need to tell the rest of the story. And what I want to do is share the rest of the story so that people are armed with the information they need to make solid decisions about what they're doing. Right. Um, I just want to offer guidance and not for me personally, but from all of these women I'm interviewing to offer some guidance so that people don't make the same mistakes or don't walk into something blindly when they could have been armed with the truth. Right. And so after interviewing several successful women, um, it gives a look into the different stories and none of them have been the same. No, none of them. But I can tell you one thing that I've noticed is none of them have been easy. Mm. (laughs) No, none of them have been easy. You know, I had made a comment to you when we first, I first met you. I said, you know, there's a difference between you and I, you see, you're setting where you're setting and I'm setting where I'm setting because I simply haven't done the things that it takes to get in that seat. And so with that being said, you're now in a position to offer other people life changing opportunities. How does that feel? And with with myself being one of them, (laughs) I'm honored and proud and I'm excited. I never thought me and you'd be crying. (laughs) Um, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming. And I never, I think it's just alignment. You know, I think it's just being in the right place with the right people. And, um, I'm just honored to be part of a journey that's going to be that I can have some part of improving just a little bit. Like it's, it's not easy, right? Like I'm not, I want to be a job creator and I want to be an opportunity giver, you know, but I'm just, honestly, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm super proud that I can be in this position and I just want to be the kind of boss or the kind of person that I wish I had. And it's not always easy, you know, no, not at all. Um, but I'm, you know, I want to in, invest in those that want to be invested into. And, you know, back to your not having support, I think, I think that is a lot. It makes a lot of who you are is knowing that you didn't always have that support. So I don't even know if you realize it, but you become that role for several other people. I hope so. <laughs> I really, I really hope so. Um, you know, my team knows that I come with crazy ideas sometimes and I'm like, okay. And it's funny because they're kind of a captive audience, (laughs) but they're also like, oh yeah, that's great. Let's do that. You know, but even my team is my support that I can honestly tell you, not everyone as an owner has a team of support because I know that the people I've surrounded myself with, the people I've hired, you know, and I'm mostly talking about keeping it right now because we work closely together in the office all the time. We're supportive of each other. And, and it's not because they're made to support me, right? Like they choose to support me because they know I support them. You know, one thing I've told them or two things I've told them. First thing is you stick with me and I'll take you places. (laughs) 
because I'm going somewhere. Right. You know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in this to become, you know, Jennifer to become rich. Like we're all moving that direction. Like I'm taking everybody with me. Loyalty is huge. Nothing, you know, speaks louder to me than, than somebody who's loyal. And it's funny because loyalty means so much to me because I didn't really have loyalty before. It's just a big deal. But yeah, it's an incredible feeling to be part of something that's helping others too. And it, and it definitely is. I mean, like I said, you, you are now in a position where not only have you become successful and, and I'm going to talk about that real quick too, because do you feel like you're successful? I do not. <laughs> so you've seen the meme of the, or the video where you're on the bike looking at this kind of little beat up car, just wishing you had that beat up car. And the guy that's in the beat up car is looking at the nice shiny car next to him, wishing that he had that nice shiny car but sometimes we we reach those levels and because you're moving and you're doing and you're going you don't even realize how far you've come and so if you just take a minute and look back and you go through all these different stages of life to where you get stranded on vacation it's not a big deal because financially you're okay so that's a piece of success to me besides the fact that you are not only do you have businesses, but you have employees. You have employees that th- this is taking care of their household and their family. So you have created something from a side hustle cleaning toilets <laughs> while taking care of your family, while trying to do school and just get an extra dollar just to t- fund the kids' school trip or whatever the case may be that <clears throat> you've now become an employer and you're changing other lives. So that's a, to me is a great success. I appreciate that. So carry that with pride, own that. And if anybody has anything that to say of how or why or how dare you have this, you've put in enough time, you've put in enough work, you've put more efforts than, again, I ever have. And that's why you are on the side of the desk you're on. And I'm looking at Jennifer Sharper's name tag <laughs> from the <laughs> other side. <laughs> you know, one thing I want to comment about, um, having employees and and growing to the point that I can now be an owner and not somebody that's hands-on every day. You have to make decisions along the way that are going to be beneficial to you, to the company, and to the team. And really, in my opinion, decisions that will benefit the company will benefit the team and you. Right. And sometimes you have to pivot. There was a point in time, especially when I left my uh, real retirement job, that we were doing lots of residential cleanings and and apartment cleanings and things like that. And I knew that we were due for another recession, economically a recession. And I started focusing on getting commercial clients. And that's not a hard end or that's not an easy industry to to break into because there's, you know, many of established Mm -hmm. companies I'm a, I was aligning myself with companies that have been doing commercial cleaning for 20 years. And who am I, right. you know, just this woman with some people helping her, right? Yeah. Breaking into the industry. I know people that have been trying to break into the industry for years and can't. And I'm not from this town. You know, we moved here when I was 15. My parents are do not have money. My last name means nothing here. But I found a way in and it was word of mouth, somebody else that knew that I was reputable personally, and they shared my information. And that's how I broke in. But, but 
being able to pivot and do something that will give you long-term success is the name of the game. And had I not done that, I don't know that J-Ray would still be around. And, and I'm super proud of that. But learning to prepare for the future and looking forward what will best serve your company and best serve your team and changing markets altogether did that for J-Ray. And, you know, with keeping it, you know, you're given all this advice to do things a certain way. And I chose not to. I, cho- I chose to do what was right for my team and my company. And through the pandemic, we grew. We grew during the pandemic for both companies. And, and I say pandemic, I'm really, um, 2020, right? During when it was really bad, when everything was shut down and all of that. We grew. While many businesses were struggling. Or closed. You both. Yes, both companies grew. That's pretty impressive. And that was, you know, kind of a short-term version of a recession. You know, things were shut down. People weren't working. People were working from home. People, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm pretty proud that my planning and my pivot enabled us to continue to not only work, but to grow during that time. Right, right. And, so. you know, there's strategy behind that. It's not necessarily luck. <laughs> it's no. it's basic it's it's it has to be carefully thought out and planned and I think you've done very well over the years of being strategic with both businesses and you know now moving on to the podcast I think this is going to really open up like you said for the people that are maybe afraid to take that first step or maybe they're smack dab in the middle of what they're doing and they don't know how to move forward or they've hit that plateau like we were speaking earlier um, this can hopefully give the um, information needed or just that extra push or a story that maybe is relates to them that can help get them on down the path of where they want to be. Well, I know all of the women I've spoken to so far that I've interviewed and the ones I have scheduled to interview, every single one of them would welcome anyone that has questions. Right. Anyone, I don't know that they could take somebody on as a full-time mentor, (laughs) but they can certainly and are open to helping other women as well. Um, And it's, you know, the timing of this interview is a little bit interesting because I am in the process of completely rebranding the podcast. Okay. Which this might be news to you. I don't know. (laughs) Success is kind of like a destination, right? Success, at least on paper. Like once you've done this thing, then you're successful. Right. We all know that there's no real definition of success. It is what we think it is. And the women that I've interviewed, we all have the same thing in common is none of us feel successful. So when I ask them about coming on my success podcast, they're like, "Eh, I don't really know that I qualify, (laughs) you know, but I really want to talk about the journeys to success, not just about the success. And I think I've done that already, but I think for women especially, we have to put in so much extra effort to, or on our journeys to get to where we want to go because we have all these things. You know, we have the injustices, we have the discrimination, we have the pay issues, the pay gap issues, We have our children, we have our spouses, we have our partners, we have our bosses. We have all of these things that 
we are having to, I don't want to say fight through, but fight through. And I swear to God, every morning when I'm putting on makeup, I feel like I'm putting on war paint. (laughs) It feels like it getting ready for my day because you just don't know. Like in my world, I don't know if I'm gonna have to scrap for something because I've scrapped for 95% of what I have. And so this podcast really, uh, I'm trying to take it down a road that it's more about the journey, the fight, the warrior in the women, the, that thing is what I want to talk about the most. And that's what I want to share. I want to share the, I don't even want to call it a journey because a journey is like you're tiptoeing down a path, right? Like we are, we are scrapping our way to this thing called success. Now, you know, everybody obviously has a different meaning or a different understanding of what success is because, you know, you just said that you felt like I was successful, but I don't feel like I'm successful because I have so much more to do. And I think women that are successful feel the same way. Um, but so the podcast is taking a little bit of a turn, probably a little bit of a rebranding to cover or to be bolder about the journey and the, the climb, the, the path, the struggles, the wins, the, all those things that lead us to where we are. And that should be coming soon. But I'm super excited that I, I feel like I'm able to hone in on the information I want to share and the information I want to ask people to share. And, you know, talking about the, uh, the journey and you don't feel successful and you keep, you get that across the board. I, I think, and this is my opinion, that the majority of you don't feel successful because you have goals. And you reset goals and you make new goals. And so it's a constant restructure of your goal. So, yes, you may reach one level, but there's always something else to go after. So in your mind, you've never made it to the finish line because ultimately there is no finish line. You just keep going. I would agree. And keep pushing forward because if there is no forward motion, you're either going to stop or you're going to start rolling backwards. You're exactly right. And I feel like, and again, this might be hard on relationships, but in business or on someone's journey, um, you don't want to get content. Contentment is <laughs> the devil as far as I'm concerned. Like we were just having a conversation a few minutes ago. I don't, if I'm sitting still, if there's no growth, like I am more uncomfortable in in being still than I am in the change that moving forward brings. I feel like while things are good here, things are <laughs> freaking excellent here. But I want more. I want more for you. I want more for my team. I want more for my friends, for other women in business. I want, I want more. I want more. I want to be right. able to leave my boys more. I want to be able to have more. I want to be able to move and live where I want to live. I want to be able to do these things. And me sitting here stagnant and content is not going to get me there. So I'm moving and that's forward. Really, the only way to go. That's the only way I'm going forward. Yeah, and and like I said, I think that's definitely a common denominator that you're going to see across the board of any successful woman that you meet. I, I don't know a single one that just sits down and says, "Oh, well, we've made it to this level, so we're just going to vacation for the rest of the year." Yeah. It, it it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, no. So I'll no, ask you, not. what would what advice would you give to your 25 year old self, knowing all that you know now? Oh my gosh. I ask other people this and I honestly have not really thought long and hard about what my answer would be. I 
it would have to be, gosh, you're killing it and keep moving. I mean, literally, like, I already had the cleaning company at 25. So, I didn't even know what I was doing. That I was making, I was building a business. And just keep pushing forward. Because I've overcome a lot. I've endured a lot and I've overcome a lot to get to where I am now. And now that thing that I was half, I don't want to say bitter, but the thing that I didn't want to do, but I did out of a sacrifice for my family, like all those years have given me this gift of J-Ray I have today. So I would just say, keep, keep pushing, keep going. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. it. Don't look back. Just keep moving. Just keep going. You don't have time to fear. Just do not look back. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So if, if, um, we're trying to reach you, how can we contact you? How can the people reach the lady behind the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of ways. Um, as far as my businesses, um, keeping it, bookkeeping services is that name. We're on, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, we service local and virtual clients. J Ray is J Ray commercial cleaning.com. And then the podcast at the moment, which is going to change, but at the moment it's, um, at biz of a woman, B I Z of a woman. And it's called the success podcast. Okay, great. Is there anything else that you'd like to, I have so much, but no, I think I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this interview. Well, you're very it's welcome. It's very uncomfortable being on the other end of the questions. Well, the people have to know what is the story of the lady behind the podcast? Because like I said, I want to know. Why wouldn't everyone else want to know? So you know, thank you for yeah, sharing. Yeah. Thank you so much for being willing to to be my partner on this one. It's kind of crazy, but um, I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to more. All right. Thank you.